Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, August 2nd, 2014, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Misty Show, your source for fun and informative pet topics. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Dee. Hello, Jay. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just sort of in a just little lighthearted sort of giddy mood, and I don't really know why, but I guess that's a good thing. I am in the same mood, so this is going to be a very interesting show, people. <laughs> Yes, it is. Who knows? Maybe I'll be uh, renaming this one in parentheses, The Drunk Show Part 2. As you, as you all know, if you've listened to The Drunk Show Part 1, we weren't literally drunk, but that was just a very loopy show. I think that was the one where we'd done the a show the night before. We'd done it that Friday night when our guest Samir was on there. Yes, it was. And, yep, and we... We just sort of had a loopy show the next day when we had to do it on Saturday because I don't think we really slept that night too we well didn't. or something. We didn't. Either, neither one of us had any sleep, and we were just a little bit on the loop side, and we came on air, and it was just a, it was a great show. It was just a great show, but it was just a show, one of those shows. It, it was one of those shows, and perhaps this shall be one too. I guess we will find out. Um, and for everyone who's joining us, if this is your first time, we appreciate you listening in, and we hope you tune into any of our future shows. Today's topic is going to be about unique animal bonds. It's about pet emotions. Pet emotions. Do they have emotions? Do pets have emotions? <laughs> I believe they do. I am I am so on bandwagon that pets have emotions. Um, I, I truly believe that they do. I, you know, just from my personal experience with my, with my, you know, the pets that I've had, and the last pet that I had, Mr. Boomer. Everybody knows Boomer, my baby. He's gone on hey, to Rainbow Bridge. Boomer's over on Rainbow Bridge waiting on me. And um, just he was just he was a character, but when he he would have emotions, and he would have moments where he would, you know, kind of exhibit the same emotion, like you know. We were just off air talking about just, you know, being angry at certain times. Yes. Being a little, you know, perturbed. And this dog, when you did something that he did not like, he would be so, and you could look at him and he would just swear to you, the dog would roll his eyes at me. And I'm like, <laughs> that's Missy. That is Missy. Oh, gosh, that's Missy. He would just, because would, you would make him do something he didn't want to do and he would have to do it because he's like, okay, you are the alpha dog. You are the master. You, This is how I get my food and water. Okay, I'm going to do this, but let me just tell you something. I'm not happy about it. And he would give me this look, and then he would just, I swear to you, Jay, he would roll his eyes at me, and I would just think, did he just roll his eyes at me? <laughs> He's like, I resent you so much right now. I curse everything you stand for. <laughs> like, I'm just, and I swear to you, he would have these moments, and, and, and they saw it, my family saw it once, where we would do something, and you, he would, it would almost be like, I'm going to get you back. And you would be walking by him, and he would like to lay right by the edge of the sofa, which leads into our going down our hallway. So you would have to pass by, and I swear he would stick his little paws and try to trip you. 
I figured you were going to say that. I knew I you were going to say he tried to trip you I up. I people about this. He was taking his little pasta and trying to trip you, and you were like, did you just try to trip me? <laughs> did you? And it was like, he was like this little, he was the sweetest thing in the world. You know, I loved him to death. But when you made him angry, he would do stuff, and it was like he was sneaky with it. He was like stealth with it, like, oh, I remember this, and I'm going to get you back. And he I'm held like, a grudge. He held a grudge. But I'm like, okay, all right. But I just truly believe that animals do have emotion. They, I think they express joy. I think they express, you know, happy. You know, you see the dog that comes bouncing in, and they are just case in point. Not to be getting too far off the show topic here, Jay, but because I spoke with my sister, she just recently came back from vacation. She Yay, sister, the, yay. Yeah, she's back in town. She made it back safe and sound. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Um, she went to, to on vacation, and she came back, and they boarded their pets, Miss Maggie and Mr. Nickel, and so they went to pick them up at the um, boarding place. And so she said that usually when they walk in, the person will say, oh, you'll say, we're here to pick up, you know, their pet's name. And so they'll say, we're here to pick up Maggie and Nichols. And the people over the intercom will call back to the playroom and say, Maggie Nichols, your parents are here to come pick you up. (laughs) So I guess the dogs are used to hearing when they call their name over the intercom, they know that the people are there. So they did that to them, but they weren't in the playroom. They were in their room room because they sleep together when they're boarded. And so they let them go back there because they were washing their sheets in their bed and getting them ready to to leave. And so my sister said that they walked by and Maggie caught a glimpse of um, Dion, her boyfriend. And so (laughs) Maggie started whining and just screaming and just like, you know, that's my daddy. That's my daddy. Well, Nichols caught a glimpse, and he is a tiny little something, so you can't really see him. So I guess he picked off of uh, Maggie seeing him. And so my sister said she just saw him popping up. She just saw him popping Aww. up over the day. <laughs> She's like, I would see him, and he would disappear. I would see him, and then he would disappear. And so they were like, that was complete and utter joy. <laughs> I just want to say that emotion was complete and utter joy. So, yes, I think they have emotion. Yes, and, and I know I know for a fact they do. But before we continue, let me go ahead and give out the number for anyone who would like to join in the conversation. Please call us at 347-838-8313. Or if you want to just listen after the show, you can also check out, check out our archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a tortie. That's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E. But, yes, I know they have emotions because Missy, <laughs> Miss Missy, speaking of anger. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, Missy is always somewhat, uh, had an attitude, as they say. <laughs> but maybe most people with cats sort of know this. And Missy can be a sweetheart, don't get me wrong. But she has a moments where she wants you to feed her when she wants you to feed her. And and she wants you to let her outside when she wants you to let her outside. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I wouldn't do that according to her schedule, she will bite me. Oh my and, gosh! And she will bite me hard because it, it would just be this little thing to remind me. It's like, hey, you're not moving quick enough, and she will bite my my ankle. And at times, Missy has drawn blood. They have little sharp little teeth. 
and she would just bite me. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like she would just catch an attitude with me, and she would just haul off and bite me. Now, with my husband, she would want to do it to him sometimes, I could tell, but because he was more, he's more the disciplinarian out of the two of us, so I think she kind of feared him a little bit more, so she wouldn't actually do it, but she would kind of still do the thing, like you said, Boomer would do, where she'd sort of roll her eyes and sort of have an attitude. But yeah, she would just get angry with me about certain things, or or she'd just kind of make this little sound when she was was mad at me or whatnot, but then on the flip side, when I'm coming home from work, she's waiting by the door, and she does what I call the little headbutt. She headbutts me, except she's butting her head against my feet, and I don't know if you've ever seen cats do this, where they, like, rub your feet, and they rub your ankles, and they're just going back and forth, and they're just, like, putting their scent back on you, and, and that's how I knew that she was just happy to see me. That's her, I love you, Mommy. I'm so glad you're home. I adore you. I love you. And she would just do this when I got home, and then she, her motor would be running, she'd be purring, and I'd pick her up, and, you know, that would be our time, and I would just kind of pick her up for a little while. But Missy being Missy after me holding her about 30 seconds, she was like, okay, you can put me down now. You know, she didn't want me to hold her for too long. She was like, put me down. She was like, okay, it's enough. That's enough. That's enough, lady. I just I often wondered about cats about because I'm you know me I love all animals but I'm a dog person that's my my go to animal and yeah. so I just wondered you know because when I would come home I mean Boomer he would bark before I even got in the house he would know I was coming home before I even got to the house so um, he could sense when 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 we were coming before we even got here and so when I would come in of course you've been greeted by Boomer before <laughs> yes I have yes. Uh, <laughs> As, as his as his little claw, his well, not his little, his claws yeah. were sinking into my stomach as he had me pinned against the wall. Yes, <laughs> it was all about love. He needed to give us his 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 uh, nails clipped. He hadn't had his nails clipped, and he greeted you and just decided to say, you know what, she's tiny. Let me slam on. <laughs> I'm gonna pin her against the wall. She's not going anywhere. Yeah, and I just used to love his licks. He would walk. I've never seen a dog everywhere. He would lick your clothes. He didn't care. It didn't have to be bare skin. He would lick my jeans until they were wet. He would love, and I think it was kind of a nervous kind of a thing as well, but Boomer was like the king of licking. This dog, but sometimes I think he just wanted to do it just to say, I love you. And he would just come (laughs) and my father would sleep on the sofa. He would go and fall asleep on the sofa, and he would fall asleep facing out. And so Boomer would walk by, and I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to do it. And so he would do what I call these drive-by licks. And so he would he would walk by him, and I'm like, shouldn't have did it. <laughs> he would get up, and I would see him take the long way around, and he would come by, and he would be walking. He would just turn his little head as he's walking by, and he'd go, yep, lick, and just keep on <laughs> And my dad was, that dog, that dog. <laughs> he would just politely keep walking on into the other room and just go on because he was like, I got you. There's nothing you can do about it. It's done. Just accept it. Just accept it. Not you. I have to. I mean, when you when you have um, dog spit or slob on your face, it's just like, what can you do? You just kind of wipe it and keep on going. He was like the king of it because you would he would lick just every piece of you. He would just, just lick you. He was just his way of saying, I love you. Love you lots. <laughs> Take some saliva. There you go. Well, We're speaking of dog love, I have to tell the story 
this is sort of what got us to, well, this this wasn't the only thing that got us to this topic because you came up with this topic, Gee. But um, last Saturday after our other show ended, I started telling you about Practical and Percy. Yes. And mm-hmm. I have mentioned Practical and Percy, I think, on another show. Um, but I, I hope I didn't go into detail about what this is going to be about. But here goes anyway because this applies to this show. This is about the strong bond between animals themselves. Okay, Practical and Percy were two dogs that um, came into our lives shortly after my grandfather passed away. They just sort of showed up in our yard maybe a couple of days or a week or so later. Um, I was a little girl, probably about, yeah, I was like seven years old at the time. So I guess we had them, I guess maybe we had them about two years or so or whatever, but they just showed up. And so my mom started feeding them. We started feeding them, and they became our dogs. Practical was a boy, and Percy even though that's a boy's name, I thought it was a female name at the time. So Percy was the girl. So they were brother and sister, we're assuming, and they were two pretty black dogs. Practical had this curly fur. It was so pretty, and and Percy, she was just sleek and smooth, but they were jet black, jet black dogs. And so, you know, we would feed them, and, you know, they were our pets and everything. And and I just remember when I was a little girl and I'd get my hair combed, you know, I was really tender-headed, and my mom would be combing my hair, and I'd be crying and, you know, putting on fits and stuff, and Percy would growl at her. Percy would get angry with my mom because sometimes, you know, it it was summertime and we'd come outside and sit out on the porch. You know, this was back when people sat out on the porch a lot more than they do now. And my mom would be combing my hair, and when I'd start crying, I guess he thought that she was hurting me. And so he would sort of get angry at my mom. And actually, I didn't even know I was going to go here with this part of the story, but I just started thinking about it. But he would get angry at her, and he'd just sit there and be growling at her like, you need to stop. Whatever you're doing to her, you need to stop. And so my mom would sort of, you know, just sort of have to stop combing my hair or just tell me, to, hey, you need to chill out, you need to calm down, or we'd have to go back in the house because he'd get upset. But Oh, my gosh. Over the course of us having them, you know, they were outdoor pets, you know, because back then, you know, you didn't really bring your pets in the house. And plus we lived with my grandmother, and she wasn't really an animal fan, so there was no way we were going to, you know, bring these dogs inside. And so Percy, I think she either, I can't remember if she got hit by a car or either she just got sick. And and she she was still alive for a while. I, I, she could have just gotten sick. I can't remember now, but something was wrong with her. And back then, you know, we didn't we didn't have any money to like take them to the vet or anything like that. You know, so you yeah. did the best you could to kind of nurse them back and you know get them back to you know feeling okay. Yeah. And and um, I think she did recover, but then something else happened, and eventually she did pass away. So. You know, my mom was like, okay, you know, we we were really sad about it and everything, but, you know, we were like, okay, we need to bury her. So Mm -hmm. my mom buried her in our backyard, and, you know, she buried her and everything. And practical, I don't know if he was around at the time she buried her. I can't remember. But all I know is day after my mom had buried Percy, practical dug her up. Um, And he sort of was like, nope, she's coming back that close to the house, and so he dug her up, and he brought her remains back toward the house, and so my mom goes outside, you know, and um, 
she's like, you know, how how did she, you know, how did she get back out? Or, you know, you know what, how did this happen? And I guess she figured out that Percy did it. I mean, Practical did it. And so she reburied Percy. Um, I don't remember how long she stayed buried that time, but eventually he dug her back up again. And he's like, no, I don't accept it. She's gone. That's my sister. I don't accept it. That's my partner in life. She's coming back up here. And so he, he brought her back. And so, and I I know it's macabre, but that was his sister, and I guess he could not accept the fact that she was gone, and he did not want her buried. You know, they they had such a strong bond. And I remember, you know, I think my mom buried her a third time or a fourth time or something like that. And I guess the last time she buried her, he let her kind of stay buried for a good while, you know, or whatnot. But I remember he dug her up again. And it was to the point where it was pretty much just her hide left in her bones. But he was like, she's coming out again. She's coming out. And he, you know, he did it again. And it was, it's not, it's not funny, but it's one of those things where it just became comical where you couldn't help but laugh. I mean, I felt bad for him now that I'm an adult and I understand it. As a kid, I'm just sort of thinking, what's going on, you know, but, but. But now as an adult, you know, I can understand that, you know, he, he felt lost, just like human beings can feel when we lose someone, we lose a pet, we lose another person. He felt lost at losing his sister, and so he would just dig her up at so many intervals. He just wanted her, I guess, wanted to still be with her. I think after a while he let it be. Eventually, you know, he just let her go ahead and stay. I don't know if my mom did something else and she put her in a different spot or what she did, but I know after a while it stopped. Because after a while, it wouldn't have been nothing left anyway, but, you know, he just stopped doing it. And we we had him for a good while after that because I remember he would follow me up to the bus stop and stuff. You know, he he was our dog and stuff. And then eventually, sort of like Blackie, I don't know if he just went away and died because I don't remember what happened to him, but I don't remember us burying him or anything. So I think, like, your dog, he just sort of wandered off somewhere and and went away and died. Yeah, Blackie was Blackie Blackie was sick and I think he just actually he was really old and he was he was he had gotten sick and I think he went away and died and actually um someone a neighbor from down the street, someone from down the street a while after he disappeared came up to the house. We didn't know that he was coming to the house. We didn't even hear him and he was walking away and he came and we 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 suspect that this particular person saw Blackie or saw him dead or something like that and was coming to tell us that, but we never knew yeah. who that person was or whatever. So we think Blackie actually just went away and died. He didn't want to die here with us. He went away and, and died. And some animals do that. They don't want to die with their pack. They'll go away somewhere else and, and die. So um, I can understand, you know, that. But that, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness but that's just a strong bond you know that's the strong bond that that animals can share with other animals you know we always know about the animal bond with humans but that goes to show you you know that even though you know um she the dog had passed on for that poor baby it was like no this this is my this is my buddy this is my partner yeah yeah 
And I'm assuming that they were siblings since they, they were both black. They had similar coats, just practicals were sort of curly, but they just showed up together. You know, yeah. but they weren't puppies, you know, when they showed up. They they were big-sized dogs and everything, but I'm assuming that they were brother and sister. That That's what we're thinking. No, that is what? so sweet. I mean, it's not, I mean, I understand, but it, it's just the bond part is very yeah. sweet. It's very sweet. I just truly believe that there is a bond. Well, of course there's a bond. There's strange animal bonds. Think, okay, well, dogs are going to be bonded with dogs, but can other animal bonds exist? Yeah, we know about that. Yeah, tell the story. Tell the story before we run out of time about um about the goat. What was it, the golden? Um... You know, this is one of my favorite, all-time favorite stories about animal bonds and, and unique animal bonds. Um. I was, uh, give you a little backstory of how I find this story. I was at work, and sometimes, you know, you take a little break. And I was strolling around, and I saw this viral clip about Mr. G and Jellybean. And I thought, what is that? And so clicked on it and saw this beautiful, beautiful video of, of Mr. G and Jellybean. So who are Mr. G and Jellybean? Okay. Mr. G, let's see, there was, how do I even start this? <laughs> I don't even know how to start this. I'll just tell you the story of Mr. G and Jelly Bean, and you be the judge of whether or not animals have bonds. There was a goat named Mr. G and a donkey named Jelly Bean, and they were seized along with dozens of other animals and dogs at this farm in Southern California. Um, they were living there. The, the particular person who had this farm was an abusive hoarder, you know, and they 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 just they found this this farm and that this person was mistreating these animals, and they were like, okay, we gotta <clears throat> excuse me, we gotta get these animals out of here. And there were so many of them, and and there were so many diverse animals, so they were like, okay, we'll send some of the animals to this place, you know, at this 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 rescue place down this place, this area, and then we'll send the rest to this area. Well, there was a uh, there was a goat there named Mr. G, so he got sent to a rescue place 14 miles away from where they had seized the, all of these animals, and there was a burrow donkey named Jellybean. And so he got sent somewhere else because this particular place where Mr. G the goat got sent, you know, they had never had donkeys before, you know, donkeys before. So they, they were like, well, we don't really know if we can, you know, take care of it because we've never taken care of it. So we'll just send that donkey there. Well, what happened was that the 10-year-old goat, Mr. G was brought there, and as soon as he was brought there, Mr. G became very depressed. He would They put him in his own little pen by himself, and he became very depressed. He sort of just got into a corner, went down on all fours, and hit, put his head down. And Aww. for six days, he didn't eat, he didn't drink, he did nothing. And they were like, what's wrong? He must be sick. So they brought in, you know, a vet, and were like, can you check him out? We think there's something wrong. And the vet was like, He's fine. There's nothing physically wrong with him. But there's an actual video, and I tell anybody if you can, if you want to just Google Mr. G the Goat, Jelly Bean the Donkey, and you will see the actual video. We will put a link on Facebook after the show. I promise I'll, I'll provide a link. We'll put that link up there. And so they were like, there's nothing really wrong with this goat, you know, other than just he looks really depressed. And so they were like, well, we don't understand what's going on. So they did a little research, and they came to find out that Mr. G actually lived on this place with 
with a donkey, a burro named Jelly Bean. And they were like, well, they were together. They were like best friends. You know, they would always hang out together. They would eat together. They would run together. They would everything together. And they were like, do you think maybe he's depressed because he misses Jelly Bean? And so they were like, well, we got to do something because this poor goat hasn't eaten in six days or done anything in six days. And so they were like, well, what are we going to do? It's 14 hours away. So one of the volunteers there said, you know what? I will go drive 14 hours and get this burrow and bring it here if you'll take care of it. And they were like, well, we haven't ever taken care of it, but bring it on and we'll see what happens. So, and in the video, if you are able to see the video, you will see they actually shot it where you can see Mr. G in the corner. His head is down. He is, like, so melancholy, morose. He is just, just completely depressed. And they started to back the trailer in that Jellybean the donkey is in. And his head picks up, and it's like he can smell it. He can smell <laughs> Jellybean. And he turns around, and I swear to you, Jay, he gets up and he runs to the door, and he looks, and they load Jellybean out of the thing. And so he runs to it, and it's almost as if he's like, is that really my friend? Is that Jellybean? And he runs up to her, and he smells her, and it's like night and day. I mean, to see this goat from the beginning, when you look at him, it just looks like he is just ready to die. And when he realizes that this is his buddy, Jellybean, he becomes a completely different goat. I mean, he is so happy. He's smelling her. He's sniffing her. He's He's rubbing his little butt up against the fence because he's so happy. <laughs> and it's like Jelly Bean saying, I'm here. I heard you were sick. <laughs> you haven't been eating. And within 20 minutes, the goat started to eat. And they were both eating. The goat was, like, running around, losing his mind. I swear to you, if somebody had to walk to my desk and wonder what was going on, because I was in tears. I was just like, oh, God, God. it's the most beautiful story you would ever oh want to gosh. see. And it was because Mr. G, the goat, missed his best friend, Jellybean, the burrow. And when they got back together, they have been great ever since. I don't know what the status is of it right now, but I hope they're still doing well together and, and loving one another and being best buds because that is one of the most beautiful stories, if you ever get an opportunity to see it, that I have ever seen in my life. So I I, I I, for one, if you can see that story and say, no, nah, they don't have much money, then I just think there's nothing wrong with it. That's my opinion, but that's just me. And you know what? I'm wondering what is it with goats and donkeys because I saw another story on the Internet where this guy was talking about um, he had a donkey named Poppy and a goat named Buttercup <laughs> and a mountain lion had gotten a hold of the goat, you know, and he, he had the goat by the nose by the face, you know, and he was pulling it, and the man was doing everything he could to try to get the lion to leave him alone, but, you know, he was he was making noises, doing whatever, you know, but the lion wouldn't let him go, and so Poppy, the donkey, was like, I ain't having it, <laughs> and so he runs out. They don't show this on film. They just show the man talking about it, but they, they show the donkey and they show the goat, you know, after the fact, and, and so Poppy runs out, and Poppy, he said, started kind of like stomping on mountain lion and just oh going God. crazy and making those sounds that donkeys make. I won't do that sound on here, but y'all know oh, the sounds that donkeys make. <laughs> no, I've made an idiot of myself by rapping on a past show and doing other stuff. I'm not going to make the donkey sound. I wish I had that sound effect. <laughs> but, 
But the donkey, it, it, at any rate, he effectively got the mountain goat to let go of the, the mountain lion to let go of the goat. And, of course, oh, wow. the goat had to be taken to the vet and everything, and the man said he had to take a couple of trips to the doctor back and forth. But ultimately, um, buttermilk is okay, and oh, poppy is okay, and they they just have a unique bond, too. So I don't know what it is with goats and donkeys. Not sure. Well, you know what? It, I have a story as well, and just, you know, it, it's kind of the flip of that. Well, there's a lioness. There was a story about a lioness and a baby antelope. And the lioness actually killed the baby antelope's mother. Mm. And she then befriended the baby antelope and began playing with her. And actually, like, there was a ranger that kind of started to approach her. They were like, okay, well, let's see if we can get the antelope, baby antelope away from her because she's going to kill it. But, in fact, she didn't really kill it. She picked it up by the scruff and took it away and started taking care of it. Wow. So it was like... Yeah, yeah, that's really unlikely. That's the one like I found about a snake and a hamster. Yeah. I I don't know if you saw that, but they they put the hamster in there with the snake. They intended to feed it to the snake. It was some type of snake called a rat snake, and the snake refused to eat him, and they ended up being roommates. And the hamster sleeps curled on top of the snake. (laughs) I love it. That's a different one. I've never heard of a snake and a hamster because you would normally think, okay, a hamster's a kind of rodent sort of similar to a mouse and gerbil and all that kind of stuff, and you would think a snake, okay, that's lunch or breakfast for the snake. But the snake was like, no, I don't want him, and they became roommates. I love it. You know what? That just goes to show us no matter what we are, how different we are, there's always a common bond and a common ground we can come to people. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. So if animals can do it, why can't we as human beings why do it? Why can't we? Why can't we? We can do it. We just have to say we want to do it and do it. Yes, yes. We shouldn't let things like race, religion, all that stuff, what country we come from, we shouldn't let that separate us. Why was the show went by quick? It went by quick. It really did. As they always do. And for those of you who were listening live, because now we're um, no longer streaming, we're recording right now, so um, you'll have to catch this last part in the archives. But um, as usual, we don't get to use all our information. We have too much. I guess one of these times we need to go ahead and have a longer show, which at some point maybe we will do that. But um, did you have anything else you wanted to add, Dee? No, I don't. I have other stories, but you know what? Hey. We hey, we can always do a part two. All this excess yes. stuff that we don't use, we can always later use it in a part two. Yes, 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 yes. As we get closer to our twenty fifth episode, because this may be, this may be like 20, our twenty second right here. Okay, I think so. We're getting closer. So, so we we'll come up with a topic for twenty five. I promise we'll have it by the time it gets here. Because I don't even know what um next week's is going to be about. But we didn't know this time last week either. No, we, we, <laughs> no, we, we came up with it after the show. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's how we roll. That's how we do here on the Misty Show. We do it Misty style. Misty and I saw Misty style. today speaking of which. Misty's doing great. We put Missy on her flea treatment. She had to get her um her front line put on her. She wasn't too happy about that, but other than that, she's great. Yay, Missy, Miss Diva. Yay, Missy. 
Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to our show this week, and hopefully you will join us next week at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. And until then, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.